0: uh... welcome to the jaywalk podcast uh... today's episode is brought to you by snow rush we make it snow on 52nd and old street we have over 65 flavors of shaved ice snowballs not snow cones but snowballs are a difference but whatever the, uh... shaved ice snowballs whatever the difference is they all taste great so and today uh, flavor is Dragon's Blood. If you mention the Jaywalk podcast, you, you can get one for free. That is, remember that. If you mention you listen to the Jaywalk podcast, you can get you a snowball for free from Snow Rush. Okay. Um, well, finally it's football season. And you know anything about me, I love me some football. Uh, football season is my favorite time of the year. It gives my kidneys a break. Uh, I can actually smile and relax. I'm not as high strung. Uh, kind of wish my big brother was here with me. Um, but, uh, I guess he's here with me in spirit. So um but on a happier note, it's football season. And um I like to make a few podcasts. I'm gonna do one week after week about at least about Nebraska football. And and obviously this is a special one because we got we're gonna get coach prime next week in Colorado. And uh I know a lot of Husker Nation have a lot of doubts, um, a lot of doubts about this game. And for me, I am actually going in it uh, confident that Nebraska could win this game and Nebraska should win this game. Um, And I'm going to tell you the reasons why. But before I get to the reasons why, Um, let's, I think a lot of people are getting a little premature about the anointing of Deion Sanders. Now, Deion Sanders was a great player, obviously a great recruiter, a great coach, and he is, you know, it's one game. And I don't care if I sound like a hater, but it's one game. When I posted, I think Nebraska's in trouble next week. I didn't say that I thought Kyra was going to win. I just said, man, they're in trouble. But the TCU game was not really, it's not really a great barometer to put. They're not the TCU of old, of last year. They lost a lot. And they also, this TCU team lost our offensive coordinator, which isn't, um, which, which really affects the team. Um, so some things you can't take at faith value. So, um, and, and that's one of them. So we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, people about, uh, about one game for Colorado. Yeah, they look good. Uh, I I personally think Travis Barker is the best player in the country already. I mean, that man played every snap on defense, and he also caught 11 catches. And that amazing play he made, whew, wow. This guy's a player. But, uh, Husker fans, if you're listening, all hope is not lost. Um, I will give you my prediction. Uh, at the end of this podcast, uh, then you guys can make your bets after you listen. But here's the thing. First things first is, like I said, I, we just can't anoint Deion Sanders after one game because they can, they can lose the next 11. So I think people are doing that prematurely. And I said, I want him to be the blackhead coach. I want him, I want him to be successful. This is no hate on him whatsoever. I love Deion Sanders. I love his confidence. I love what he's done for the HBCUs. So this is no hate him by at all. But I'm just saying, I think people are giving him too much praise after one game, because we got a little bit more to go. Let's let's finish out the season before we anoint him. That's all I'm saying. This is too premature. Um, and Matt Rule on our side of the ball for Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska had to gain one. Let's just get into Nebraska real quick. The reason why Nebraska is 2-14 and 14 in one-score games in the last year, the last two, two, three, two, two or three seasons, I can't remember. I have to look it up. But the reason why that is, is because they beat themselves. Think about that for a second, people. They beat themselves. So it's not like Nebraska's going out you know, on, you know, on these games and out-talented. They just beat themselves. If you look at it like this, these close games Nebraska loses, okay? Somebody has to make a play. Nebraska hasn't had that in in recent years on defense. Somebody has to make a play. Nebraska has to, they have to find a way to not fumble the football in a critical point. Okay. Jeff, let's just get out. Let's get out there. Jeff Sims. This brother has all the talent in the world. He has a strong arm. But when it but all of that doesn't mean anything when you're talented and you got a strong arm, doesn't mean anything if you make bad decisions. A quarterback decision position, excuse me, is one of the most it's the hot probably the hardest position in sports to play. And he, the man came in throwing thirty-two touchdowns, twenty-three interceptions. When I seen him transfer here, I looked at that number of interceptions, and I'm thinking, "Whoa, whoa!" And when I seen him, and I seen those interceptions, and I looked at his highlight reel, I'm like, "Wow, this man is really talented." Obviously, they didn't show the interceptions, you know. But what he's going to have to do is. Going forward, particularly when it comes to but um, in, in the Big Ten when the Big Ten season starts to play again, um, he you're going to have to make it very simple for him. Where you're going to have it, you know, hey, if that read's not there, throw the ball away. If that read is not there run the football. You cannot and I'm sorry, I mean, guys, he is twenty four years old. So in my opinion, now this is just my opinion. Um I think that that's who he is, people. And as scary as that sounds, I just think that's who the quarterback is for Nebraska. He's the turnover machine. So what you got to do is you got to take the game Out of his hands, which means run the ball on first down. Run the ball on second down. Run the ball if if you don't. If you're not in third, any time more than third and four, run the ball again. And if you have to pass it on third down, it, it, it has to be a nice short, safe route where he's going to throw it to a tight end to a running back or if he can get to a receiver and it has to be a very very high percentage throw and it has to be a uh, it has to be a throw where the, 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 the chances of it being intercepted are very low but as far as throwing inside slants where the ball can get tipped or anytime he's throwing the ball where intermediately inside his zone oh no 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 you have to make it a very simple passing game for him hey if he, you know, hey, if he's open, throw it. If he's not open, run it. If he's open, if he's if he's not open, throw the ball away. Like, he only just needs to have two options when it comes to the passing game for Nebraska. Nebraska, obviously, if that bounce goes this way or something goes that way or penalty goes this way, Nebraska wins a lot of games over the past four years. But somehow, some way, they find a way to beat themselves, and we just cannot do that. Especially Saturday, they're going to have to run, 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 shorten the game. And I'm being dead serious. I'm talking about if it's third and four, I don't care. Just run the football. Yes, run the football. I'm and I, I and he, you know, like I said, he's a young black man, and I want the best for him. But you. You want to lower the chances of you know him turning the ball over, so therefore you need to. Uh, I man sounds pathetic this day and age in college football or in football in general, but I wouldn't have him throw the ball no more than ten times a game. Now I know you're thinking, how how can you beat? See, you, you, it's t- you're right. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough when you only throw the ball 10, 12 times a game, but what else are you going to do? And if this is your best quarterback and he's starting, then what's behind him then? Yeah, see, people don't think about that. If this is the best you got on your field, then once again, who is behind you? Okay, exactly. So, you know, another thing is Anthony Grant, um, him fumbling in, this is where fundamentals come into play in any sport, uh, where you, you, you can't fumble the ball, you know, in that game, you just cannot fumble the football at that point of the game. In the fourth, the fourth quarter, you cannot throw intercessions, man. See, Nebraska, they beat themselves. And they gotta get out of that habit of wanting to beat themselves. Now, I will say this. Looking at the film, it looks like, it looked like this loss was a little bit different. It feels like, like they're turning the corner. Cause that defense played lights out. Minnesota's not a great offense, but that defense played well enough to win. That defense is going to get tested this Saturday. Shakur Sanders, the coach's son, uh, looks like he doesn't make very many mistakes. Uh, it looks like he makes, he, he, he throws a, a pretty good football. So, there can't be any blown assignments. Uh, the defense must tackle well. They're going to have to tackle in space, which is a very hard thing to do in football. The uh, Nebraska has a shot to win this game. Like I said, I don't think Colorado is as good as they looked. They were just, you know, it was just TCU. And TCU, they've never been, I'm talking about, they've never really been a great defensive team. So let's not... Let's not sit here and, and act like, you know, they're a defensive juggernaut because they're not. But whatever it is, whatever they're not, Colorado did enough to win the game. That's all that's important. The 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 atmosphere is going to be electric. It's, they, some people call it a rivalry. Uh, I don't, but a lot of people call it a rivalry. Uh, Colorado, they hate Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, I don't know we necessarily hate Colorado, but we just like them very, very much. But, uh, we have to, we definitely have to learn that, uh, when I say we're toward Nebraska, we have to learn that, how do I say this? Matt Rule seems like he's a great coach. And, obviously we know how good Deion Sanders is. What I'm afraid of is I think that they're going to compare them to a lot of Nebraska fans are saying, well, look, as soon as Deion gets there, he's successful. How come we can't do that? And that's a valid point because the last three coaches have have all lost the first game of their career here at Nebraska. Yes, the last person to win his first game as a head coach is Bo Pelini back in 2008. Yeah. Think about it. It's a long time. So, Nebraska, like I said, they have a shot to win this game. Um, Is is Nebraska going to beat Nebraska again? That that's the question, and, and we're going to see if Matt Rule to see it, what he learned. Because like I said, when you're throwing them interceptions like that in the fourth quarter, and then you got your running back fumbling in the fourth quarter, um, and they say he's been fumbling all all you know all fall camp. Well, we, we can't, you can't keep doing that and win games. I will, I will agree that I don't know anything close to the football knowledge of, of Matt Rule, but I will agree. If a guy's been fumbling, you cannot have him in the fourth, you can't have him in, in a man in a vital drive in the fourth quarter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you don't have to be, you don't have to know about football to understand that. So Nebraska has a great chance to win this game. It's, like I said, it's going to be an electric crowd. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot of weed. <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot of weed, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, it's just going to be, you know, probably, this is probably the most intriguing game on Saturday it's Nebraska, Colorado. You know, them being former Big Eight, Big 12 rivals and, you know, it's going to be quite interesting, man. But I really think Nebraska has a great chance to win this game. They just cannot beat themselves, man. And, uh... I would... I, my biggest thing is, I just don't think Colorado's as good as they looked against TCU. I really think that TCU lost so much. They lost... So much uh, last year from that national championship runner-up game team that that it, it's hard to replace all that. It, it really is. So uh, let's not make Colorado the second coming of the '99 St. Louis Rams yet. Not yet. What Nebraska is going to have to do is that's another thing I forgot to really talk about is the altitude now. I played in Boulder Colorado before. But I was playing basketball. And I ain't going to lie to you, that altitude makes you lightheaded. And then you know, and I was with me and my boys were up there for a couple of days playing basketball and it, it it'll make yeah. So we were, you know, the altitude affected us, you know, a lot. And I'm pretty sure it's going to affect the players up there, you know, in Boulder. That's 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 another thing that you know a lot of people ain't talking about the game is the altitude. But for the most part, it shouldn't be that big of an issue. You know, Nebraska's been up there before, so I think you know the coaches will have them adjusted and everything. Um But the one thing Nebraska can't do they can't get down early. When I say get down early, I'm talking about fourteen nothing. Because when you got that means Jeff Sims is gonna have to throw the ball, and we all see what happens when he does that. Um, they can't get down early. They're gonna have to slow the game down. Run, 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 punt, okay? Run, run, run. Punt. Run, run, run. Let's get a first down. Okay. Basically, so yeah, they gotta chew up as much clock as possible. They cannot. They uh, they can't get in the track meet with Colorado, because that's what they want. Especially in that altitude. So, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. But, I, f- I figure, I figure that, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get in my prediction just quite yet. Cause there's a few other things I want to talk about, about this game. Um Here's the thing. And this is what I kind of hope uh if Deion Sanders is successful this year. And I'm talking about he goes 6 and 5 or 6 and 6 or 7 and 5. That just have if he has a winning record And he has Colorado, hypothetically, uh, because he said he promised to give Colorado three years. And that's to say he gets Colorado to the cusp of uh, of the college playoffs. Does he leave? And this is where... It becomes a slippery slope because now if he leaves, he's leaving the, uh, institution that gave him the opportunity, you know, saying to leave basically. So if he does that, it just seems what, what happens to Colorado. you know what I'm saying like what happens to Colorado and 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 this is the problem I have with co- you know coaching coaches that 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 get opportunities to places that you know what I'm saying they get them built up and then they just leave like how can we become like a Alabama or Georgia or Nebraska or Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or Oklahoma how can we become like that if Every time we get a damn good coach, they leave. You know, I, yeah, I want him, I want him to be successful at Colorado. But at the same time, I, I mean, if Colorado gives you the opportunity, why would you leave him? Because, you know, if he's successful there, which I'm pretty sure he will be, they're going to give him whatever he wants. They're going to give Deion Sanders whatever he wants. So do you even go to, you know, Florida State? Well, you, well Jay Norville's is doing quite well there, so I doubt he'll get that job. But understand what I'm saying? Or any other big-time job. You know, it's just like I, that's what I worry about more than anything, like, for Colorado. Because if Colorado gave me the opportunity to, you know, become this big-time head coach, then how loyal am I if I leave? Because I think that, okay, I've outgrown, you know, saying that city say institution and, you know, because it's going to look like, oh, Dion Sanders, he's all about him, all about him. And obviously I don't want people to think that, but would he try going to coach the NFL? What I'm saying is, I don't think, you know, when it comes to this, uh, uh, know how do I say this? I think loyalty is something that is definitely missing in, uh, at this time of age. I think, uh, um, I, I don't, if somebody gives me an opportunity, And actually, seeing the opportunity. I mean, I get that you you can outgrow something and move on. I understand that. But damn, they gave me the opportunity to outgrow myself and move on. Do I just diss them? And that's what I'm worried about. Like, if he gets Colorado to the point where they're just they're they're just they're just like an Alabama or something like that, which is how I highly doubt they get that good. But just in case they do, and he just leaves. But, I don't know. I mean, it's not, you get very little loyalty when it comes to coaching. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But, let's, but let's get back to the game though. So, uh, if I want to be successful, it's up this Saturday. <laughs> this is the only game I'm going to you know, go, go against, uh, Coach Prime against ever. It's this game right here. The only one ever. But, uh, There's an old saying in football. You're never as good as you think, and you're never as bad as you think. Uh, so, I, I think, like I said, I don't think Kyle Raw is that good, personally say. I really don't. I just really think, um, I really think that and you got to remember, Nebraska was playing against a conference opponent, a division opponent. So that game actually meant something in, in Minnesota. And in Colorado's case, uh, it's a little bit different because Colorado had nothing to lose going into that game. They were supposed to lose. So they could pay more freely and everything else. Um, Nebraska, when you're going into a conference game and a team has beat you four years in a row... And it's on national TV. It is at night. And, you know, the game was hyped. And it was just a bunch of reasons, um, why that game was a little bit more difficult than, uh, Colorado beating TCU. But, um, it, uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors in this, but I'm predicting. Nebraska wins this game. 27. No, that's too high. 24, 21. I, I, I think Nebraska finds a way to get this, this done. I think Matt Rule, he's a great enough coach to say, Hey, you know what? We're not letting any more slip through our fingers like that. We're not letting any more slip through our fingers like that because I think he knows if he goes down 0-2 against a a new coach at another program that's going 2-0, ooh, it's going to be a lot of scrutiny, you know, coming back here in Lincoln. You know, I, I don't think, uh you know, even though it's supposed to be your first season and you're supposed to get a pass, it's going to be his first season and he's not going to get a pass because, you know, People are saying it's enough time to go to a bowl game. Um, it's, it's gonna be, uh, Saturday's gonna telltale. Tell. I think, I think whoever wins this game Saturday is going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the benchmark for the season. So if Colorado wins, they're gonna have, a, a great season, and Nebraska wins. They are going to have a, a great season. And whoever loses, uh, particularly Nebraska, it, it's going to be a I think it's going to be a long season. Uh, but like I said, we we don't want to anoint uh, Deion Sanders after one win, and I'm rooting for him. So, for this Saturday, but I'm rooting for him. Which brings me kind of, and this is why I want to talk about this game. I want to put a little political, uh, a little bit political because I know how political I get. But, I guess it's the perfect way to talk about this. Uh, I was, I wanted to know, um, what do y'all think about him? Like leaving Colorado, you know, for Jackson State. Um, do you think, uh, with us black people, it's a double edged sword, uh, because of our history and depression and everything else with us. When one person is successful, we are often told that we need to open the door and bring other people up with us as we move up. Uh, that uh what's the word I'm looking for? That is a, a burden that black people have to carry with them in this country, unfortunately. There are some people that think, hey, all I gotta do is think about me, yeah, you know what I'm saying, me and my family, and I ain't gotta think about nobody else. Which is which is fair. Uh there's nothing wrong with that. They're uh they they're they have that American right to do that. But I guess uh, Reverend Cosby, for, he's, uh, I guess, a, I forgot, a chancellor or president of a uh, HBCU. He has the mindset of that if we're needed in the black community, that's where we need to stay to, to get the black community, to uplift the black community and everything else, to stay at home. And Deion Sanders, uh, some people say, well, Deion, what he did, uh, the best way to do that is if you go to a white institution and you're successful, you're supposed to bring other blacks into that and lift them up that way and, to, you know, basically throw the ladder back down so they can climb up with you. Uh, in my opinion, you do need both. You do need both. But one thing we cannot do, black people, we cannot be in the business of criticizing each other about how we need to do things. But I'm going to repeat. Black people, we cannot be in the business of criticizing each other. Okay. We are... um We came too far, yet we have went nowhere in this country by doing what we do. People say we have the crabs in the barrel uh, simplex, but the only problem they don't understand is crabs are supposed to not be in a barrel. Think about that. I repeat, crabs are not supposed to be in a barrel. think about that. So, but I think us black people, me included, is, um, I am willing to fight for us like I do with my podcast or that I do when I speak out. And, um, I am okay with just staying in my community, helping us that way, um, do whatever I can to make us, make us, uh, better as a community. Um, but I also don't mind if somebody gave me a big time opportunity outside of my community and I would bring others with me. When I was at, uh, McDonald's, um... And I became store manager. I had a talk with my white manager. And I said, she goes, well, Jerome, what is it? You know, obviously something's bothering you. And I said, well, yeah, I'm the only black manager. And I don't like that. I don't like that I'm only a black manager. She goes, okay, so what are you going to do about it? I said, are you serious? She goes, yeah, what are you going to do about it? So what I did was... I hired a lot of black people for crew. I uh, brought them up as managers, and I had about four or five black men. Yeah, I, I had my had black um, women as managers. I had uh, women. I had white women as managers. Uh, I had. I was still the only black man, but when I had two or three black women as managers. You know, so that, that, you know, I, I had that whole store blacked out pretty much that, that lad and with the, uh, obviously the Hispanic people. Uh, my, my store was very diversified and I became the best, my store became the best drive through in the city. Um, so what I did was I took the approach of, Hey, I'm going to get an opportunity and I'm going to bring people with me. And I think, as opposed to, you know, me staying, I don't know how. It, basically, I, I believe an approach better is, hey, I'm getting me get my foot in the door, and then I'm going to keep the door open for everybody else to come in. I, I I took I take that approach to it for me, but at the same time, I don't matter. I don't mind just. Sitting around and and um, basically staying at one point, if my community is being uplifted, I don't mind sitting still if everybody else around me is going up. I've never been a selfish person like that. I, I don't. I don't care. I don't. You know, say I want people to be uplifted. So if I got to be still. And make X amount of money, or stay in a in a certain place. But people that around me that I care and love about are moving up. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It's about. It's not about me. It's about all of us. And sometimes you're going to have to. It's called addition by subtraction. Yes. Sometimes you're just going to have to shut the F up. And sacrifice some things. So others can prosper. And that's the thing that I, as black people, we need to do more of. Uh, you know, we, we you know. So, like, and so people like Dion Sanders. Hey, bro Do you. Do you, man. And as you're doing you, if you happen to bring up a lot of us with you and people are prospering, so be it. But there is not, there is never just one solution. To a problem, so no, I don't think Deion Sanders is a sellout. No, I don't think he sold out by going to you know to Colorado. There, everybody has a way of helping or doing something to elevate, it, it, you know, and it's it's sometimes just different and. Right now, Deion Sanders is being successful at his little short in Colorado. Hey, I'm I'm proud of him. I'm rooting for him. You know, and, hey, and then maybe, and maybe he opens up the door, you know, for other black coaches too, because there's not that many in college football, but for other black head coaches, you know, to say, hey, work with Deion. Let's hire this black coach. Let's hire this one. Let's hire here. You know, hope you know. But at the same time. It shouldn't have to take this. Black head coaches or other people of color. Uh, uh I don't like saying that word minorities. I don't like that because it's not what we are. But other people, you know, head coaches of color. It, it shouldn't take this. It shouldn't take that. It, it takes a black man to be great where a white man could be average at. It should be flat out You know, fair as far as it should be where. Hey. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian and so on and so on. It should be where. The most qualified person gets the job. And we all know in America that this is not how it works, because you can tell by the numbers. There's only what three or four black head coaches in college football, and we come back to that 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 thing of black men can't lead other black men. You see, you don't see the overtones of slavery in this. Seventy-five percent of football is black, but over ninety percent of the coaches are white. So we go back to well black men can't lead black men? Do you see how crazy that sounds? In the NFL and in college football, 75% black, but 90% of the coaches are white. Shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. If 13 to 14 of, percent of the country is black, then they should have 13 to 14 of, of, percent of the head coaches should be black. But it's not the case. It's not the case. So the Reverend Cosby at the HBCU was really criticizing, saying he, he's hoping that that Deion Sanders wasn't successful. He's hoping that this, you know what I'm saying, because I get what he's saying. He's saying that if he's not successful, I repeat, if he's not successful, then it's true to the point is that when you leave the black community, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put that in words, but He's hoping he wasn't successful. He was saying he's hoping that he fails because he wants to show you that the white supremacy system or the white structure system at these big institutions, you know, doesn't work. They give you your your nigga wake up call at these big white institutions. That's what he's saying. He hopes Dion fails. That's what he's saying. Now, I don't want him to fail because he's a blackhead coach. It's a double-edged sword. You know, it really is a double-edged sword, man. But like I said, you need both. You need somebody that can uplift us within the community, and you need some that can uplift us outside the community. And you need both. But what we cannot do, Black people and Africans, what we cannot do is we cannot be our own worst enemy and we cannot be in the business of criticizing each other man we can't be let's you know say let's 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 uplift each other let's be like the, the Alabama brawl <laughs> you know what I'm saying let's be that where we support each other where we you know where we you know, uplift each other, and where we we just say, "Hey, you know what? Right now it's his turn." You know, what I'm saying let him do him, and then I might get a turn. But if I don't get a turn, I'm not going. I know I'm not going to tear everything else down because I didn't get a turn. We are behind enemy lines in this country, black people. We're behind enemy lines in this, in this country. And when, especially when it comes to the corporate world, athletics, the entertainment industry, we have to show more unity, man. Socially, we have to show more unity because once we're unified, look at all the things black people have accomplished Do all this oppression in this country. And we're still doing amazing things. So listen to the undertone. Do all that oppression. We're still doing amazing things. That's why they know if they leveled the playing field. That's why they, they already know that we would excel past them. Because they look at it like, hey. Look at look, we do all this stuff at a man, and somehow somewhere they're still succeeding. We can't make it. There's no way we compete if it was fair. So we gotta keep it as unfair as possible. That's America. As fucked up as it sounds, that's America. We have to keep it unfair so we can stay ahead or at least keep up with them. I kind of went off a tangent here, but you guys know what I'm saying. So, Dion, it's up for this Saturday. I hope you get your butt kicked this Saturday. Go Big Red, Nebraska I'm, tech, I'm picking them 24-21. Y'all can make your bets. Uh, but as far as the, pol- the political thing of it is, we want Dion to be successful because he's a black man. I don't want to hear, you know, anything else, especially when a, a black man of, of power or, or gets in a position, you know, saying that we need to be criticizing him other than Clarence Thomas and Tim Scott, you know, them sellout bastards and Candace Owens, even though Candace, you know, if you listen to this, I, I know you're married, but uh, to a white guy, but. I would sure love to take you out sometime. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would still love to take you out, Candace. But I digress. Um, yeah, I guess we can come pretty close to the end of the podcast, man. I think, uh, uh, go big red. Nebraska 24 21. We need both. We need people in the community and people outside the community, when I say outside the community, I'm talking about black people that are outside the community that can still help. We need both. We need the, um, we need, I don't know how to say this, we need the blue-collar black man, we need the white-collar black man. We need both. We need more unity. It's 2023. All this infighting, that shit, Needs to stop. I repeat, all this infighting, that shit needs to stop. Alabama Brawl. (laughs) We need to be like that. Alabama Brawl. And, uh, I got me a chair. So, um, I got me a chair. And it's locked and loaded, baby. But (laughs) but we're in the podcast with that man. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Um, uh, If you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, make sure you go to Snow Rush, Uh, man, because you know as fall is coming, it's getting cool soon, and I want to make sure you guys, you know, get you a a snowball. Um, Oh yeah, if you listen to this podcast, I am having a men versus women podcast. I need two men, I need two women, and I'm just gonna moderate. I'm not gonna you know y'all know, know I'm a men advocate, but this podcast I'm gonna moderate. So I need two men, two women, um, hopefully those two men and two women are single. Uh well it'd probably be better if one you know, one man and one woman was married and one man in one or in a relationship. Or if one man and one, you know, one, one woman was single. But, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. I, I can adjust. Um, I'm gonna have, uh, eight questions probably. Uh, it's gonna be a very fun podcast if you wanna get on. It, it, I'm talking about you're gonna have a blast on this podcast. But it's gonna be called Men versus Women. Um, I hope you guys really wanna get on this podcast with me and have some fun. And it, it, it would mean a lot to me if you guys actually, actually like cuz i reached out last time nobody reached out to me and i really hope you guys are really to join this podcast especially the females um i'm really 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 i'm trying to get you guys opinions to help our community and you know saying so please 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 inbox me if you're interested that is going to be men versus women podcast uh it's going to be fun y'all i got the questions made already you guys are going to love it it's going to be fun OK, so. In the meantime, be good to yourselves, be better to each other and uh, go big red. And I will see y'all or you guys will hear from me on the next podcast. I'm out. Peace.